0: Getting
1: it, getting it. It. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land, the Good Times with Good People company proudly presents the Law Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Good. Now that you've received your invitation, join us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke, tell a friend, and welcome to the party. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. So, we've got our returning champion, uh, that is Chris O'Connor. Chris he God. is the co owner of Liquid Nine Broadcast Media. We have got the brothers Grimm, that is Lane and Connor Boland. Uh, kill shit and at will shit. Uh, of course, <laughs> uh, Dave Elliott, we like to call him Big Dave. He is the owner of CMP Construction. Uh, we've got our own personal brain mass, Brian Massey. He's a market analyst for True Media. Uh, the anonymous female. Uh, I'm. I'm actually going, literally going down the list out there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, because we have such a full uh, panel today. Uh, the anonymous female, because she doesn't want you to know her name, and back after quite a hiatus, uh, Patrick Miller, our in-house hacker.
2: <laughs> so, Patrick, good to see you again, buddy.
1: Yeah, really? <laughs> Glad you. It's been a while. It has been a while. So. Uh, on today's episode, episode forty-one of the Law Party Podcast, um, gutting health things and a man with a drink. Hmm. Um, so, uh, if you can't guess, we're going to uh, briefly, uh, in quotations, because I know how this panel is, kind of, kind of discuss uh, the things that uh, Congress just did to um, begin the gutting of uh, the Affordable Care Act. Um, and, of course, we are going to uh, talk about um, the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So, um, where do we want to begin? Well, I guess we first... We got an
2: RIP and I got one too.
1: Yeah, I just going to say, I guess first we want to start with RIPs because that's usually what we do. And, uh, and I just personally, uh, uh, growing up, seeing uh, this person... Uh, on TV with all the, uh, all of the other colorful people with colorful names. Uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker Superfly. Um, uh, has passed away. Um, and uh, so I wanted to mention that. Uh, Big Dave, you said you had uh, RIP yourself?
2: I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> all right. I think it was, uh, I want to say it was Gene Smith. I'm trying to make sure I got his name right. He was the last person to walk on the moon. Oh. Okay. All, right. All right? So, he was a rather interesting man. He's very proud of his country. He got, in his latter years, he had several interviews where he was very befuddled by the current space program. Okay. And where it's going. He, he uh, really, uh, being a proud American and an astronaut, he was very worried that America was coming. America was becoming a second-class country. And That's interesting.
1: When, when, he, when, when you, do you remember around when you heard this, the, those the interviews you're talking about?
2: He, uh, it was just on the interviews, what I heard was today. Oh, okay. Because I believe he passed away. <coughs> oh, okay. So I actually happened to listen to it on the radio back, when I was, I was trying yeah. to get...
1: Yeah, actually, speaking of the space program, um, it's actually, uh, I wasn't going to bring up the box office, but, um, uh, a few of the people here at the table actually went to see uh, Hidden Figures, uh, uh, and well, first of all, phenomenal movie, really funny, um, uh, uh, and 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 one of those subjects that, especially as a black person, you wonder why you never knew this. Um, so basically. Very briefly, Hidden Figures is about um, the women that were the human computers that computed the, um, basically all of the math for the space program to get uh, up until the point of getting uh, John Glenn on the moon. And, of course, a lot of those women then became the computer programmers um, that programmed the NASA's first IBM computer, um, but the woman who, who was literally part of the launch group and did that math, um, she was with. She's ninety-seven now, and she was with the space program through, I think, through the space shuttles. Um, and uh, so,
0: she, no, no, she no, no. They were, they
2: were Apollo. They were Gemini.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The three ladies that were the mathematicians—they just did a movie about. We're from the start of the space program
1: Yeah, yeah, they're from the very start of the space program yes. yeah. so. It was kind of amazing Just, first of all When you think of NASA you, you, you see all the men Kind of, you know Behind the consoles And you know, and you don't realize How many women work for NASA And on top of that um, How many women of color Work for NASA and As mathematicians um, so I, I thought that was uh, really interesting, and uh, and it was good to uh, go to a movie with brain mass and see him uh, completely getting a kick out of it, because it's a movie about, about math.
2: math. Cool. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mispronounced, it's Gene Cernan, C-E-R-N-A-N, C- alright, he died at 82 years of age, um, he was the last man to walk on the moon, said it made him belong to the universe, That's how he felt he said he felt like looking back at the earth, he could just almost tuck it under his sleeve and bring it back home to show it to everybody. That's awesome. When he was up there, I thought that was a cool little quote. That is. That is. All right. So, we, um,
1: if anybody else, I, I I didn't see anybody else when I was looking today. But uh, if anybody else um, knows of somebody that uh, podcasters out there might be interested in that past, uh, don't, uh, don't feel shy. You can jump on in. But... Um, until then, let's jump right in and talk about Congress putting in that late night work so um, so they during the I want to say entire eight years of the Obama presidency definitely uh, the last six uh, definitely the last six uh, Congress has tried their very best um, to uh, pass nothing Basically, um, but um, as soon as uh, it seems, as soon as there uh, was a majority rule uh, in the other direction, um, now uh, they're willing to stay there till two o'clock in the morning to pass things. <laughs> so I thought uh, I thought that was more than interesting. That that it was that this is how. The next administration is going to start because it's happening even before the next administration starts. Um, and I was trying my best. I had found a list of all of the things that they changed. You know, I know that um, that some of the safeguards in the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. Uh, being able to stay on the your parents' plan until you're 26. Um, if I'm not mistaken, um, preconditions. Um, there were several safeguards that were, um, they, that the first steps of taking those safeguards away um, and, was uh, passed.
0: And, I mean, not that you guys care, but, and um, contraceptives. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes. They want to remove that from being covered.
3: Absolutely. No, no, no. no. I fully support like y'all having contraceptives. (laughs) (laughs) So how did the? I
4: care very deeply about that. How (laughs) did the? So this just did go all the way to the Supreme Court already. How did they want to take away? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Yeah, I can't remember what the verdict from that case was. I thought you had a. Right as an employer, if you could prove you had a moral objection to it, to exclude it from your Well, plan.
0: that, and yes, but I'm talking really. about right now, what happened during um, Obama's... It might have actually been the last term of Bush. They made it so that, you know, birth control or contraceptives were covered under your insurance mm-hmm. at 100% or very close to that. Sure. And they want to in this repeal; it will no longer be covered at all. Like you have to pay a hundred percent of whatever birth control you get.
4: For, so no insurance company would be able to would be allowed to cover contraception. Well,
0: I guess allowed to, or you have the, the they now have the option to say we will. That's a drug we will no longer cover.
2: Gotcha. Now, the one thing I've always known is that. There are a lot of social services that hand out free birth control.
0: Con- um, well, birth control. you've got Planned Parenthood, who they also want to disband. They,
2: so Planned Parenthood, one of the good things that they do. Well, there I There are say,
0: more good things than they do than bad. I mean, honestly.
1: I will say the problem with, uh, because I, I, I do agree, there's a lot of organizations that hand out free birth control. The problem being um, is that that's really that's good for us as men you know but as women you know being able to um being able to get on the pill or something like that um
0: it's very expensive
1: <coughs> that that's where i guess it really would get problematic um if if it was repealed because you know there's a lot of women are on the pill for more reasons than just yeah, birth control reasons. you know it. So other health reasons and, you know, which is one of the reasons that it's always been problematic to me to have, you know, a bunch of guys telling a bunch of girls, like, what they need. You know, like, you know, we obviously don't
4: know what they need. We don't have have their parts. I mean, that that argument never holds water because everybody votes on laws. So I get it. I mean, and, and no offense, but until a woman gets herself pregnant, I feel like, you know, guys should have some say in the matter too. Yeah, no, no, I, no I'm not saying we should have no say in the matter. What I would say is, I, th- I bet you start to see the rise of uh, medical, you know, excuses for reason people are going on birth control, or what would be even better is to see the rise of, of implants and things like that, like Mirena's and stuff like that, which uh, are healthier and more effective anyway. Um, and that'd be nice, and those are covered, hundred percent.
2: I'd like, I'd be honest with you. What I'd really like to see is a bunch of girls telling a bunch of boys that should be men. You ain't getting none unless you covered up. Fair enough. I, I, because okay. I will I'm always gonna, believe. I know, but you. I will always believe that we've had a failure in that telling young men. This is your responsibility. Why should it be the woman's responsibility? It should be the man's responsibility. And we have neutered our men to make them believe that, hey, she's on a pill, I'm good. No, uh, no, 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 no. I've never told and, my and son said, that. And the sexual <laughs> transmitted diseases, yeah. everything we got going on nowadays. That's the man's responsibility, and we have failed as a society to stress that point.
0: Well, the thing is, that, you teach your children to take care of themselves. It's your responsibility as a man to make sure that you do as much as you can to, to stay healthy and and not, you know, you can't believe that a woman is on the pill. And I'm going to tell you right now, when I, I got pregnant with my daughter and I was on the pill. So it's not 100% no, no. effective.
2: Nor is it, nor is it condom. But
0: no, it's Thanks. not. But it's.
2: They blow up too. Then you can make little animal shapes out of them. It's kind of cool. I, well, I. Don't, they I end don't. up with a little <laughs>
0: elephant,
2: they know, dig them and, the, and the little reservoir tip becomes an no. elephant. No. No. It's <laughs> kind of cool, really. You know, it, take, get, it takes a little
5: practice. Not getting into the, the areas of things that we really cannot solve in the near future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you give an insurance company the opportunity to take something away. They will. They will? I don't care what it is. It's a mean, yep. hangnail. They say, I'm sorry, no clippers for you. They, 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, whether there's religious yeah, there's ties, some, they don't or have other to pay for or it. failures yeah. of society ties. If an insurance company doesn't have to pay
4: for it, they won't. Well, Here, I, 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 don't. I, I, I'll throw this out because I think you're about to see something slightly different. So, uh, well, I know a lot of the Republican Congress wants to do this stuff. Um, at least for what he said, about Obamacare and the things that he wants to leave in there and Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, I don't know that this is a slam dunk that Trump signs off on all this stuff. You know what? I don't either, to tell you the truth. And I also think that, um, to a certain degree, if they would allow interstate and not just intrastate Mm. insurance, I think you would start seeing things like birth control ringing in there just from a competitive standpoint to attract people to be on your plan because the, the generics are so inexpensive. You know, so it is not an expensive drug to manufacture or make or get. So you would start seeing things like that be differentiators in insurance policies.
2: But my understanding of one of the things, and I've been reading on this, is as an employer, I'm always trying to provide insurance for my, my, my employees and myself and my wife. And to get quick to your point, Michelle had to, she has arthritis in her knee, she doesn't have a torn meniscus, she doesn't need surgery, she needs some socks months from Humana to be able to get these damn shots approved. At one time, it was like three hundred eighty dollars. She said she paid. We ended up paying fifty bucks, mm-hmm. but she also got the generic brand, not the good brand, because Humana has hired a middleman between them and the pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. to try to turn around and discourage people from doing anything. But that's the, the that's doctor was involved. To. It took phone calls and a myriad and people that didn't speak English and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it was it was a nightmare. Now, getting back to uh, the idea of kind of what you're coming up at, one of the things that I understood was, number one, the interstate commerce, number two, being able to form larger groups of people, right. maybe due to your industry, and that will help drive down costs. Number three, the HSA, because I couldn't put in on HSA with Obamacare out there because I would've got fined $100 per day per employee, which was insane, because I had HSAs before. They're much better than what's an HRA, which is at the end of the year you have to use all that money. Right. And if you don't, a good government gets it. Right. So, you know, that was never a good win for my employees. The idea is to be able to roll it over and build that fund so that they why, do why get a little get over the Why you get fined half. for
0: that? Because we have an HSA and a PPO option. Uh, yeah, a PPO and an HSA option.
2: As, as a small businessman, if mm. I was putting in our HRA... I mean, HSA, I was going to be fine.
0: So it depends on the size of your business. Yes, this was gotcha.
2: under 50, and this is where they were targeting. We, believe me, I got targeted in a lot of ways. We will ho- hopefully have a little bit better <coughs> business environment yeah, as was, far as a lot of things going, especially in the construction industry. We are 25% of a house cost right now is due to regulation. Mm. 25%. I just read that this morning. So what my
4: understanding is. You're an insurance company. You do not get to deal directly with drug manufacturers to set the price, and that I know is one of the things that Trump proposed changing was to allow them to deal directly with Johnson and Johnson and you know those Glass Smith Klein, all those people to negotiate directly. Why did pricing. they put that structure in place? I think it's very similar to the way that alcohol is done. There was like, a, for a long time, there was an abuse of just mm-hmm. they were in collusion together, so they. So what's to stop that from happening again? Nothing. But what I, think that, what I think that you would see is that if you would literally just allow the ability to sell across state lines, imagine being Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Detroit, and you're dealing with insanely high costs. You know, it'd be hard to turn a profit there, but all of a sudden you have the ability to sell in Salt Lake City. Well, then great. You know, then you can start getting some true competition. Right Cap- capitalism is a, competition. is a good thing when it's unfettered it can be and it can't be like I mean mm-hmm. again you can you can certainly find yourself back in a world of collusion between insurance there has to be some regulation but if, so that but if was, you have overall general to have competition negotiated prices all right? and you know it's the same it happens in the liquor industry all the time like if you're a manufacturer you cannot sell your your product you have to go through a licensed distributor and I believe that's the same way with uh, medicine
1: so it was I was reading something and it was saying that uh and uh I haven't been able to look at the breakdown of the numbers, but I wanted to ask uh ask the brain mask um, what what he thought um it was saying that uh what they what Congress just did what the the measures they just did will um add uh nine trillion to uh to uh, our debt over the next decade Ugh. which and they
0: just said they weren't ever going to allow the debt ceiling to be raised and now they're going to raise it
4: well that's with the assumption that you don't make offsetting cuts yeah. which you would think that that was also part of the plan so you're, you what think, are they going to cut though what? We'll I don't know that's that's a, well
0: I'm sure that yeah, it's going week.
2: to be I guarantee You, yeah. you once
0: on again things that a lot <laughs> of people depend on yeah.
2: But but also, I think what really needs to happen in federal government more than any place else, we've seen it happen in state governments and other places, is you have redundancy. Massive, massive redundancy. And so to go in and streamline government is not going to be a bad thing. It's a better use of our money. It's a better use of our personnel and our time. Because you got many programs that basically do the same damn thing in different places. Sure. Now, I, it, kinda, I
6: agree with that. I mean, that's what you see in business is
2: competition and You do, then, then, but
0: who decides on on that the exactly. people that uh, their jobs are going to be on the line
2: well, well that's 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 because government's gotten so bloated and, and
4: i would also say the other big thing that that they have proposed that i think would pay for a lot of this is to allow corporations to repatriate their money from overseas at a lower tax rate and that is how they plan so far that's what the pelicans have put out as a
2: as a way to bring money back into the States? Well, let's, let's take for a small example, because I'm a simple man. I think I got all kinds of business coming at me. I'm going to go out and hire 80 employees. <clears throat> I've overblooded my business. I'm taking too much money here. I'm taking too many vacations. All of a sudden, boom, it hits me. I, I've i screwed up here. I, my, my foresight has been horrible. Everything's been short-term vision. I'm going to have to lay off 25 people. Does it make me an asshole? Somewhat. Because I because mean, I, be,
0: because, because
2: I overdid things, now I gotta lay people off. This make it even smaller. I got forty guys like I did in the recession or forty-five. When we got into the recession, I had to lay off five or six of them. That hurt. I try to get them people back to work as fast as possible. Yeah. And I've actually lowered my unemployment by half just this year of my rates. So it, if we streamline government, you are going to have to lay people off. People will lose their jobs. But they can also go into other sectors and go to work. That's where, hopefully, if business picks up and the economy's a little bit better, they can find places in the private sector because they are already interacting, uh, interacting with private sector job, uh, companies most of the time. So, you know, it's much like when a guy gets out of the military and he knows what the defense companies is there, They know where they got a chance to go to work at. Because a lot of them do, do that. And in fact, when Lane was here, our buddy has done exactly that. Paul out in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a good job. And quite frankly, so does Amanda. You know, she, she's out of work now, but she will go back to work and something that's associated with government in the private sector. So these type of things can happen. And I, and I don't see it as doomsday, I see it as something that might be necessary. Listen, I, I think it, the one
4: that dropped kids being able to stay on their parents' insurance is ridiculous and I think the insurance <coughs> companies won't even want that either. I mean, they're the least risky category that you can have and the the other option is they're the first people to drop insurance when they have to start paying for it. You know, so yeah. I think, if I'm an insurance company I'm begging to not have that one repealed. Because like, yeah. they're offsetting costs. Absolutely. That's the entire. That's the entire thing you got to be looking for now. If your insurance company is offsetting costs, the insurance
2: company stepped on their own selves with Obamacare. They thought they would, they would have. They thought a lot of young people going to sign up, and they would have a windfall of money. They ended up losing money because opposite happened. I don't think Obamacare is totally broke. I think you guys, I, I think if they're really smart, and hopefully they are, and that they have some vision, which is always the scary part as we are dealing with elected officials who tend to do what they want to do, not what is best for the country. And maybe, hopefully, we'll have a change. Yeah, that they will turn around and take out some of the parts that don't work very well. Which is what I was kind of around. I think they may try to do that. I don't see that they're going to... I don't think there's a popular opinion to turn everything completely over and come up with one hundred percent new plan. I don't see it happen. No, do I, I do think
1: about. that there are parts of the plan that uh are clunky and just don't work well and uh and it's possible to remove some things. You know, my my fear and I think the fear of, you know, a lot of people who uh who, you know, Need and rely on what they've gotten from the Affordable Care Act is that um, is that uh, you know, that the Republican Party hated it to the point of just repealing it. Then what happens to them? But I think at this point, um, once once you've had. Twenty million extra people ha- have insurance. Got to start dealing with the reality. Yeah, you can't just snatch the rug from under them. You have to figure out how to c- to keep them covered, but more efficiently, you know, more cost effectively. You know, and uh, and 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 I'm okay with that. And, Make and, it, it work. And even and even uh, and even, uh, and even, uh, and even uh, the president, President Obama, he said, if if you can come up with a plan that is better, I will back it.
4: He had yeah. plans that were better. But he well, but but he but, he didn't one, even but I don't yes, think he them. did. And well, I'll give you one of the biggest examples. Uh, and if you just think in terms of pure politics, who's one of the biggest lobbies of the Democratic Party? That is the bar association and the trial lawyers, and they refused to put tort reform in as part of the plan. I think there were a lot is, of concessions that, that he crime. gave
0: that he shouldn't have.
4: There were three major ones that people wanted reform being a huge one because that drives up the cost of medicine in this country more mm-hmm. than
2: anything else out there and Trump has said one of the things he's going to go after is Big Pharma the oh, negotiation yeah. process with Big Pharma well, has never... Trump
0: says a lot of things that
2: hmm? we'll, we'll see that. After has after he got in office to give a I, try
0: well that's what I was trying to say I guess we'll see after Friday
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. so you've been quiet Connor
3: I, I just feel uh, very woefully unprepared for this uh, this half of the conversation because uh, let's put it this way: when it comes to to insurance, I'm still double, double covered by my mom, my dad. And this is honestly the kind of thing that I was put not worrying about till about twenty six. Okay, okay, <laughs> well, got no dog in the fight yet. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's
1: okay.
3: That's okay. <laughs> hey, like, Which? What well, I have to worry hey. about?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Which? But at at which Twenty-seven, it, there will be a bulldog on your ass. Hey, I oh yeah, which,
1: which God blesses, you know, one of the things that the Affordable Care Act gave you. 20 is was the a good ability walk. to stay on to twenty-six, no. and you know, and, and it's that something it's that problem. they want to keep in the law. Yeah, yeah, well,
0: no. That. No, uh, they were saying uh, that that was
1: one of the things that they that's wanted
0: one to One of the uh, things uh, they're trying uh, to reveal. Uh, uh, is, yes, it is.
4: That, I know. It's and listed. just to say I know that, that it is, is. I mm-hmm. think that's one that's universally.
1: I, I don't think it's going all to, all I don't think that one will stick. But I do know that that was one of the things that they put forward that they I'll wanted
4: put to more report put a negative against it. This yeah. Yeah. yeah, the other thing that I do love that I just find when people bastardize history, and you know I'm the history buff. Yeah. Uh, so this, I'm just on Huffington Post, which I love. But uh, protecting. Did Huff-
0: Huffington Post? Getting,
4: getting universal health insurance in this country has been a long time Democratic Party goal going back to the 1940s. Actually, it was a Republican plan that Theodore Roosevelt <coughs> first put forward as a progressive mm-hmm. uh, back in 1912. When he ran against Taft, mm-hmm. so it was started out as a Republican goal, yeah. And then it was just adopted by. Yeah, what has his it been seven cousin, or seven FDR. or eight presidents have,
1: have have at least made some attempt at it, and um, it just so happens that Obama was the one that actually got something done. Now, like I said, I don't think it was perfect. But you know, you know. I, I don't know. if Progress ever is perfect. You know. It, I think you you make the progress you can make today, and then you make the progress you can make tomorrow. Um, of course, unless you're Patrick and you you, you, <laughs> you hack the thing and you take the whole
4: thing down.
2: <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you, the it. you You got. pass it. You own it. Yeah. Wouldn't
4: well, you love to have that contract to build that system? <laughs>
5: I'd like the contract to break it and show them what the problems are. You know, yeah, I think there's a there seems to be this conception that, that I would argue misconception that you're going to put a national program in in a nation of our size with our degree of complexity, history with the states and states versus Fed laws, the, just the overall degree of, of administrative complexity to the program that was put in place, whether you like it or not. And have any expectation that it would not require refinements. I think that's an absolute misunderstanding of how the system works. Yeah. Yeah, I you have to put something in place with an expectation that it will need that to That you refined. will need to be refined. And yeah. It seems to be an argument as though what was put in place was either perfect or imperfect. You should assume that anything on this scale is going to be imperfect.
4: I don't, just just, I don't disagree assumption. with that, but when you know ahead of time what the imperfections are going to be, then the imperfections the areas, are only there. That just there, prioritizes the areas you need to monitor closely. I would agree, but when the imperfections are only there because that is your base lobby, it makes it a little bit of a bummer. Well, and, and that's, and that's true classic, of all politics across you got to start board. somewhere. I'm not not disagreeing, but there those were three obvious areas that they could have done that everybody you would have universally agreed with if you weren't protecting your voter base. Well, everyone is; they all are. Well, well, but it takes away from the idea of oh man, here I'm at, you know, trying to help people out with this great universal coverage. Yeah, yeah, it it was it was a fine start, but three things could have made this law pretty passable for almost everybody. Uh, and it was a bummer that it never
3: happened.
1: You yeah, know? you know, I was looking at, uh, I was looking at something. I was talking about, you know, the the legacy or uh, or whatever of the Obama administration, and they were saying that, you know, the the kind of the sad thing and the thing that has made, you know, his legacy possibly tenuous is um, that literally while he and Michelle were dancing. Their dances at the inaugural balls. Uh, the Republicans met at a restaurant down the street and made the decision that day whether or not they were going to cooperate with this president because they and it wasn't and well what the uh, what the excuses were weren't uh, weren't racial but I'll just say the word but. Um, but what the excuses were were that they had lost um, lost the election so handily that they needed to figure out how they were going to get back in power, and they figured the best way to get back in power was obstruct, obstruct, obstruct.
2: And are we not seeing the same thing seeing today seeing on the opposite side? So yeah, well, yeah, and and yeah, I, and I'll be fair. I don't know that's entirely accurate. For
4: a very long time. Obama and Boehner had a fairly good relationship, and they actually struck some pretty good deals. What, because, what the funny thing is, actually Boehner was part
1: of the part of the interview, and he said it he was, was at the dinner, it, but he was even bucking his party. Yeah, to was, try to have some. concessions. He was,
0: with. A in he in was the, supposed the, to do that. In the thing the that we watched, display, it was the Tea Party that started once it. You had
4: the Tea Party split, you could not. Well, and anything. what did Boehner say? Probably.
0: He said. Um,
4: you must have watched a, the same show. A man yeah, yeah, without a...
0: Something without a, a... A cause without a leader or something is just oh. a man taking a walk. Oh, you know? oh yeah, 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 And he said, well, I better get out and lead. Yeah. and try to unify the the party again, and it just didn't work. I mean, those did. guys
4: got along really well until it came to a point where there was just nothing that could be done. You had Mitch McConnell and those guys step in and, oh, yeah. and ruin every team It was Rubio that <laughs> and, that, and Cruz. I, yeah. I, I, I would agree, but mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell is no No, no, oh, you're, yeah, right. no, you're, no right. you're right, you're so right. And like and it was Cruz and, and, and Reed the Rubio same that started the I, whole I, would, I would agree, but uh, I mean, like... And I don't think Obama did himself any favors by saying there's consequences to winning. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. He, didn't, he didn't make himself a lot of friends when no, saying no. shit like that. So, you know, it cuts both ways, I guess. I just think they're all a bunch of morons, and I just hope nothing gets done <laughs> so That's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. The system is actually designed
5: to not allow sweeping change, Mm. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely it was amazing. intentionally designed
4: like that, and that's a good thing. So it keeps us going into chaos. That's <laughs> actually why I'm slightly alarmed right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it because, because it looks like there's change may be for sweeping change. When you have yeah. the presidency, you have the house, and you have the senate, and you also have at the Supreme court two court. potential
2: yeah seats on the court. court yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean that's that's an alarming kind of thing. This little thing kind of gets off the conversation a little bit, but the, there was one thing I noticed as I was trying to get insurance for the guys and someone looking at Obamacare was that they didn't take insurance for me or they didn't get on the exchange. They just got fined. $600 and some dollars and they still didn't have insurance. I thought that was the most asinine damn thing that I ever saw. If you're going to make them get on and make them get on but don't sit there and tell them well you're not getting on so you got to pay for it one for another. We're going to tax you this. $635, $635, and if you don't do it next year, it could be 1000 I understand it's, it's an incentive to try to get them on. These guys don't have the money to get on. They're just, you're just taking money out of their pocket. I, I have said because they're four construction workers. I believe
4: it's 1,000%, and I will stick with it. I, I will use my I guess former sister-in-law as an example of somebody who couldn't possibly afford insurance because it was way too expensive. But she was always able to find the money for a plane ticket to go see her boyfriend in Colorado. She was able to find the money for cable TV, and I don't know a single kid who can't pick up their bar tab, and they do it pretty really <laughs> regularly. I mean, this is—it was always just a but matter. I'm paying some guy, is, some well, guy fourteen dollars an
2: hour. Size. He's got a couple of kids and a wife that stays at home with the kids. They live in some crappy old apartment. They're never going to be able to afford it. But they didn't qualify for any of the subsidies. On the well, they 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 they, they, they would, well, they, my, would. My, they would they, they, they would were. but they're not going to go that far okay. because it's an issue. You have to understand who they are. You know, these a lot of these guys never even came, got a high school education. Mm-hmm. You know, so <coughs> they have a certain amount of ignorance. They can't turn around and say, you know, well, I, I should probably go do this, and then I can get a supplement, and then I got everybody covered. I got my children covered, I got my wife covered, I got myself covered, everything's good. Where most of the time, if they were going to get a plan through me, they couldn't afford to insure their kids and wife anyway, they just got a plan through me because I paid $100 a month towards it. And if they're young enough, they aren't paying hardly anything. They're paying 15, 16, $17 a week. If they're like twenty-one, twenty-two. Eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, we pay hundred percent. They don't. They don't pay chance, hardly. But I'd love to pay pay hundred percent. It's the premiums. But I'm already paying. Mm-hmm. I'm paying two thousand dollars a month just putting a hundred dollars per man. Sure, because I got twenty people yeah. out of forty two signed. Sure.
4: Dollars,
2: it's, it's 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 a it's <clears> a big <throat> it's a big topic.
4: So yes, it is. I wish it, it wasn't sense. attached to jobs. Like yeah, but that was one of the things that employers did to attract candidates. I mean that's why people then became to associate it with this is now a a right through an employer to do that right right, you right, know? right. so now that was companies doing all this around
1: so um, this this of course is a is a topic that's a got way more meat on the bone than we got time to talk about it. Well, it's an evolving
2: topic, and we'll be able to... Oh, yeah. It's going to be very interesting in the next two or three months to see how this evolves out. Absolutely. And it'll Absolutely. be an interesting topic to come back many times to. Uh, we should come back to it after our OJ one. Uh, yes, actually, <laughs> I think we should come back to <laughs> it after OJ
1: one. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so uh, I noticed this week uh, uh, Trump and Twitter... Um, so uh, you I noticed just it this week. Uh, well, I just I well, just, it was
2: very poignant. I
1: just, actually. I just, I just want him to put it away. Put it away.
5: Put it just away.
1: Just stop. please, please, no, please, okay. please okay. put it away. Yeah, just no, stop. No, just, 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 wait, just wait, stop. Wait,
2: it makes, it makes my head hurt. hurt.
5: There, there is an absolute positive side of this. Yes, and it's all of the. Profoundly hilarious parody accounts that have come out as a result. <laughs> <laughs> my, the humor <laughs> in my Twitter feed is now off the charts, making fun awesome. of his tweets. So I, ah, I say, goodness. let him go and keep me laughing because I'm loving it. It brightens my day. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> the, I, I, I'm I don't
2: disagree with that. <laughs> it's, I, I, I get it on several <laughs> things that I read oh, every the, the day are like, are too, where it's just like, oh crap. Funny. You I mean,
5: they even it. have like Mark Hamill doing him in the Joker voice. I know. know? I know. There's, it, there's an endless Array of I forget <laughs> he, I forget that he was a Joker yeah, yeah. In, the, uh,
1: in, the, uh, in the in the, the Batman joke. cartoon yeah, yeah. 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 and yeah. the killer in was it the Killing I Joke Killing still like yeah, of life. yeah of the, of all
5: of it I mean, yeah, all so. of it, it's just an endless supply of humor yeah obviously. what what mm-hmm. what I will <laughs> say about
1: uh, is I'm what I'm curious about is uh, will the White House be relaxing um, its Rules about the president uh, having his own Twitter. Um, In the Golden Towers? Yeah, I mean, because right now... Well, you they know, didn't
0: let Obama do it. Yeah,
1: right now there is a POTUS Twitter. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm wondering... And yeah, it gets w- turned over. To yeah, well... But he is now not the one doing the tweets. You know, it's some um, staffer. So I'm wondering... Um, <laughs> will we suddenly get a calmer, gentler Twitter because uh, now <laughs> a, White House, no, will a, will a, a White House staffer is doing it or it, will he say no I want to say this
5: well, Obama said and that, now Obama's you'll saying.
1: have you know POTUS Twitter sounding ridiculous
5: I don't see that you can stop him I do you think yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, do you, do you think the staff a... will, will be able to clamp down I on I think on it has
5: it? nothing to do it, with him having a Twitter account and the things he says on his Twitter account it has everything to do with the fact that the president has to carry specific technology and is not allowed right. to carry exactly. any other technology. Right. Oh, well, Don't yes. yeah.
2: consider that. You
0: right. Well, and that's really what right. Obama said. His, his
5: Blackberry he has
0: is. email, period. Yeah, that's he the only... Yeah. Text, well, he, he can't text. He can't make a phone call. A phone call.
5: Oh, yeah. He only gets text-based emails as well there can be yeah. no content it yep. can be just right. purely letters that's yeah. it that's all can and call so HTML, HTML can be
0: uh, yep. well, I exactly. can so he gets, right?
5: gets text based email it looks like text messages it's hard to read it's kludgy mm-hmm. But that is all the president is allowed to carry oh, for very their, obvious and legitimate reasons. Yeah. That would drive that man totally crazy. Yeah, which which is crazier? Yeah, well. Which? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which actually,
1: uh, well, knowing it that, um, I'm looking forward to uh, to, Just to to the his to, looking forward to his meltdowns because he can't <laughs> he can't Twitter rant. Uh, speaking of Twitter rant, um, so his Twitter rant would would would. would Uh, Congressman Lewis is disturbing uh, on on, on a lot of levels. Uh, One, uh, the fact that he's even engaging in Twitter rants is kind of ridiculous. You've been elected to the presidency. Just stop. Uh, Two, um, that you're Twitter ranting with uh, probably the most respected living person from the civil rights 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 era. uh, Just just stop, just. You, the, the, and this is this is the problem. So if 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 so many people out there in the country think you're racist, and you're Twitter ranting with somebody that respected from the civil rights movement, even if you're not racist, you look real racist. Yeah, so you should, should just you should stop. here's
2: well, <laughs> my major problem with it. Yes, because he has said. Um, that he's going to work very hard to help out the urban areas to bring him forward. Now, he has said this. He has said it. He has said well, this. I don't, I don't, has, believe, I don't believe that. But <coughs> he has an excellent he opportunity. The first
4: session with Martin Luther King he did.
2: Yeah, he no. uh, he, he did. does have he an had opportunity, had opportunity. He did. To extend the hand. He does. He does. Because he stated that he would. And he there does. has been... 50 years of a lot of failed policy. Yeah, very true. But they, see, they, these, these, are true. My, my these are true facts that it's time for a change in the urban areas. Very now, true. Now, can they have the true vision, true vision to go back? I, I spent a good part of the day, afternoon here after I got home, reading Dr. King's 1966 letter from the Birmingham jail. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's ever read that, you should read that. Yeah, profound the, man, the man is profound. Oh, profound he's profound movement. in his literary, he's profound in his knowledge, he's profound in his, in his, in his uh, philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a profound <coughs> letter. And if, it's, it should be required reading in all schools, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Alright? Because there's a lot of people that can learn from that and need to learn from that. Yeah. Black and white.
1: Yeah, and, absolutely.
2: And everybody not just even black and white, everybody. But they have a chance to try to make some differences. Are they able to reach out and try to prove themselves on these? I think this is critical to his presidency, that he really follows up on that one thing. Right there, among others, but that's a very important thing that he follows up. I think Ben Carson needs to be a big part of that equation. If they can come up with some good ideas, and I, and I, I know this hurts you, No, no, it's not not that. I'm
1: trying to wrap wrap my brain around it for for one reason. Um, Trump is generally hated in the black community. Mm -hmm. And Ben Carson is generally hated in the black community. So I will say there's an old saying, you know, uh, don't kill the messenger. Uh, The problem is... um, and, and And I know this is going to be a, a harsh uh, analogy, but you know if David Duke is saying the right thing, it's David Duke saying it. And are you going to hear it if if it's coming from a person that you don't trust on that level? And that that's my worry. It, I, because Trump would have to do some profound things. To help the African American community in order to gain their trust, and trust me, any president, I profoundly wish and hope that they do make those profound inroads towards the community um, because it's so needed. Um, it's but it, but until until you know until you see. You know that that type of overture being being done, not not talked about, done. and 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 even if you do it, get shitted on, and you keep doing it. See that that that's the kind of thing that's going to need to happen because. Well,
2: because he's going to get shitted on because they're not going to believe. They're not, not going to give him that? the time of day. The media would have give him the time of day. He will have to be very diligent and it, stick to it. it. Yeah, but that's what a leader. That's what a leader would do. Oh, okay. I have
4: a fundamental issue with this because I honestly thought John Lewis was wrong in his comments and started something that did not need to be started. To be perfectly honest, and to say that you are going to not attend an inauguration because you don't believe it's a legitimate presidency. I find to be insulting. I believe at some point you set aside your personal differences and believe in the institutions. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the peaceful transfer of power has forever been the hallmark of this country. Right. right, And I find that relatively repulsive. To be perfectly honest, that people are skipping the inauguration just because they don't like the president. I don't like almost any president. Oh my the thing god! Is, I so would still love to go to go inaugurations. Go. And, no, I, will, I will. I will say. I think if you are a If you're an elected official, it is your obligation uh, to go and set a precedent that says this is how we transfer power in this country. Right, wrong, or indifferent, like him, not like him. This is what we do, and this is what makes us better than you. I agree
0: with that. I totally agree with that, and I don't necessarily agree with what Lewis said. But which is where Trump's reaction to that. It, instead of being the bigger person, or whatever you want to say, two wrongs don't make a right. Whatever you want to say, it, there's a certain way as the incoming president that you maybe should have addressed that. Listen,
4: do I think he's a moron? And, of course, I, I, everybody knows that. I think, he but instead of letting
0: it, it ride out, but, because people would have been upset about what he said. But instead, Trump had to do his Trump thing and pissed everybody off. I so they're not focusing on what was said that was wrong about not attending the inauguration. Because
4: there's this notion in, in America that, oh man, every white candidate has to somehow bend over backwards and reach out to the black community and yada yada. I'm like, well, no, there should be a compromise. They should both reach out to each other. And that doesn't happen. That that does not happen no, at all. No, it doesn't. It is what really what people want is for a bunch of white politicians to kowtow to the American African American community and give them all kinds of shit just you know just to go hey I'm on your side look at me I'm not racist like no that's not the way this country should be moving forward it should be a mutual meeting in the middle mm-hmm. and discussion and I don't think and, and I don't I mean, think there's any responsibility and have a serious discussion about
2: it. Being, being home all weekend, I didn't, I didn't go to office, I didn't work, very rare for me. I, I actually started, I sat down and did some research, if you'd give me a couple seconds here. And, and for the most part, in, when Obama was elected in 2008, they had millions and millions of people showed up. I mean, it was just a phenomenal show for the inauguration. There was hardly, I don't know if there was any arrest or there was hardly any arrest. I don't know if there it were in. Right, yeah. I think there was no arrest. I think is what I read. Yeah, it was very peaceful. Mm-hmm. It was a coming together. Um, the Republicans, the Republicans lost, and I'm, sit down, sit down. The, the Republicans lost, and then they really did a very peaceful transition. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is what we just brought up. Yeah. Now we go to Trump's election. And we got disrupt, disrupt J-20 out there who uh, have had a training session at an American university about how to disrupt the whole procedure. They will protest. And, mm-hmm. they, and they go Google it up and look at it. Right. I, and I didn't just do one site. I went to many sites. I went to Mother Jones. And I went to very liberal sites to see what they had mm-hmm. to say about it. I find that... I find that uh, you know, very problemsome. Uh, they're gonna crash with. the they got what they call the deplorable ball, which is kinda of in its own right kind of uh, a tongue in cheek thing and I, I don't know that I agree with the title of that. That's kind of funny, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it is kinda of, it is kinda of funny. <laughs> it is it's kinda funny, know? but uh. um, you know there, there's a bunch of anti-capitalists that are going to march on Logan's Circle. All right, damage expected. They're anarchy. Uh, they're going to bring in regular police and National Guard, thousands of them, to promote security from all over the nation. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, then on the other side, now we got the bikers for Trump coming yeah. in that say they're going to form a wall of meat. <laughs> That's Quote unquote. That
1: sounds hard. <laughs> <laughs> to
2: like protect citizens <laughs> <laughs> planning, on, planning on attending the inauguration. Now, these are a lot of the same bikers that have protected the funerals from the West Globe right. mm-hmm. yeah. people and things like this. So yeah, you know, they're nice. they're not necessarily the hell's angels rolling in to exactly. you know, do their thing. These are are mostly vets and and that type of people, and they're there to try to keep the peace in somewhat, and hopefully it does well, stay that. I, I have my doubts. I think this will go a little bit crazy. Yeah, I think that's. Well, the and, and then it, hang on, hang on, I got one more. And then you got uh, the women's protest march.
0: But that's is, tomorrow. That's not. Well, this is going to go on. That has
2: really nothing to do with the inauguration. It's just something that I I noticed. Mm-hmm. Okay, as I was going through things. Um, they're going to protest in uh, all 50 states and 30 other countries.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So this, yep, this is a, a big thing. And they have, they have some legitimate things. Mm-hmm. But, but what did, did, uh, did 200 progressive groups come together for this? And men, men are welcome to join. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the wants are legal abortion. And this is their major platforms. Legal abortion, environment, prisoner rights, voting rights, free press... Affordable health care, gun safety, racial and general, gender gender qua, equal. Boy, There's too many R's in that for an East Coast guy. <laughs> and then uh, a higher minimum wage. Um, you know, there are things in there that I look at and I go, "They're here in some form or another." You know, you're just you're you're taking a subject and just kind of beating it to death in some ways. You know, or I understand where I, I, I understand where you're that, at, but maybe. but, but <laughs> I guarantee my my wife I wish she would have come tonight would have had some enlightening views on this. I have a couple of things. Um.
0: Well, I, I'm involved in our women's group at work, so I'm just going to say no, we're not equal yet. Most of that thing, most of that list. Now, Chris may treat the women that work for him differently. You may treat the women that work for you differently, but. Globally, no women are not. Of my,
2: I'm scared of my wife now. You're scared <laughs> of your
0: wife because she can beat you with a. <laughs>
2: right, right. But, but you're
0: not. It, women's equal rights are much different. And I, Chris, I know you feel completely. We've had that conversation about.
2: I'm going to make you know, one point. Work, work, such a
0: strong woman, or you know, whatever. I'm right. going
2: to make a quick point, and this is the only thing that bothers me about it. Be glad where you live. They live in America because in the Muslim countries countries in particular but
0: that's why it's 90, a n-
2: I know. Event. 90%, 90% of Muslim, Muslim women's
0: it's, are sexually yeah, it's or have clitoris Muslim Muslim removed yeah I get that that
2: that is that but, to me
0: but that's what is this the greatest thing. but that's what this is about it's a global it's a global event, it's global awareness, it's not just...
2: I don't have women. a problem with that. But
0: you know what? That's why, yes, American women started it for a global event. So, yes, we can do that. We can speak up and say we want this to be a global because event because freedom. we have the freedom to do that. And I'm that all, doesn't
2: I'm mean that we're that equal. I'm all about that empowerment. I am all about that yeah. empowerment. And, but, but they need to realize, I, I want the American women to realize... This is your standard. This is what you need to do. You need to rise up, not against some of the things that go on here so much, but the other countries. Well, Remember, it started, I, I, though, well because of, of the I've been things all over the that world.
0: Trump has said. That's how it started. And and what Congress is wanting to do with with, you know, making abortion illegal, not having birth control, all of that stuff, it affects every single woman. So it's it, and it's not. I mean, we're in America, and that will affect us. So it's you know it.
4: Listen, a lot of the a lot of the stuff he says is just crap. I mean, it's already the Supreme Court's already ruled on it. You can't make a law that mm-hmm. overturns it. You'd have to do a constitutional amendment to overturn that law. That it has to be approved by
0: the Supreme Court. Which if no, if
4: actually not. The Supreme Court has already weighed in and said abortion is legal. States are doing things, everything they can to restrict it in mm-hmm. certain states. But as a matter of federal law, it is settled federal law. Now, to mm. overturn that federal law, you would have to do a constitutional amendment, which is a brutal never process passed. that would never happen. Yeah, two-thirds of so, the states. Well, passed. I'm going it. to say never
0: say never, because too many times people say that'll never happen, and it does. I and Trump is a perfect example of that. <laughs> Listen,
4: it's, it's one thing to say something. And it's one thing to know what the hell you're talking about and if you can actually do it. And half of what he said, he can never actually do because it's patently illegal and he would his ass kicked out of like he yeah. Yeah, I it. I want it to bring us back to
5: the, the original topic, and it was what was stated on Twitter, like it or not, and people that are not attending the inauguration, like mm-hmm. it or not. That's what this country's built on. It's built on the allowed dissent. I agree. It's built on a loud dissent. And if you're uncomfortable with dissent, you're in the wrong spot. That's what this country was well, built on. I, I think we, there's what, a
0: difference between whatever. peaceful protesting don't and riot. Non-violent and, you know, is, is the way to yes. go,
5: by all means. You should not really have to hurt somebody to get your point across. You, you're yeah. clearly doing it wrong at that point. But the fact that everyone's getting upset that people aren't attending, honestly, it frustrates me. And I don't like it. But... <clears throat> That's what this country was built on, is the allowed dissent. We are allowed to disagree with our establishment. And we're allowed to do it, in a lot of ways, in almost any way we want to, as long as it doesn't
4: reach violence. I just think it is a... And like I said, I agree with respect respect when you're an elected official, you need to be putting forth an example... And, and I would say well, that, his entire life has been But the a same thing goes for Trump.
5: Off. He should not be allowed to rant back. He should be the bigger man because he's the POTUS. That's why I think was P-O-E-T-S, whatever. But the point is someone calls him Cheeto Jesus and he goes into a Twitter rant about it. I mean, that that right there tells you that this is something that both of those folks shouldn't have engaged in. Completely agree. Right, right, right. It, right, right. It, right, right. But right. It, when it really comes down to it, who should be the bigger man? Who should be the best example? It should be the, most, the highest elected official. Of yeah. I, mean, I don't care Which what I anyone says to him. He, has, that that he has to have. set the example, and he's setting yeah. a very dangerous example in a
4: lot of ways. I think yeah. both sides think are hard, both get me wrong, but exactly both sides are it setting it dangerous is, examples. they very bad. As long as it divided. doesn't come to violence. It's allowed. It's just further... We cannot like it all day long. It's further in the divide. And it I, I, I'm a it big, big believer totally. in that you... To live in this country, you have to put up with all kinds of shit that, that you yeah. hate. Yeah. And people have... I mean, I'm, I'm a believer that should burn the flag if you want to go ahead. Like That's, that's what I'm glad I mean, it's fact... <laughs> I appreciate that. it. I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a yeah. yeah. That's what separates us. I've been
5: to many other countries I've traveled to. I've spent a fair bit of time in Russia. Gabryta Baruski. So it's... You Go to places that you see uh, anybody out there in podcast situations. land that
1: knows what he just said, uh, <laughs> leave that in comments, because uh, okay. I want to know what that was. Uh, it's, just it's
5: asking if you speak Russian in a formal uh, sense, but okay, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> in but, a formal but sense, but you go, yeah, there's languages that have a formal you and a non formal you, and it's,
0: <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah. But the, the, main, the main thing is, you go to other places, we live in one of the best place. we live in the best place in the world, yeah. and a lot of those things we take for granted. I mean, we we have. In a lot of cases, there's services to take care of us one. You know, the proverbial fit hits the shan. Lots of things. The system is designed to protect most of the people, not all of them. And there are some some things to work on. But we got here and we became a country because we left other places that did this crap. Yep. We yeah. don't need to fall into that same trap. Just, Just not worry about us. And, and that's the big
2: worry. To... And that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to protect against. I want us to continue to be a first-rate company, country. Yes. I don't want us to be a but second-rate country. I certainly is, don't is want not, us to be a third-rate
5: country. But part of it is not letting, you know, your own citizens troll you, other countries troll you. I mean, you shouldn't... Both sides shouldn't go off on Twitter rants. Both sides should take the higher road and say, got it, we disagree.
1: Yeah. Okay. Everybody
5: out there, don't fight.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. With, with, with that, uh, I think now we're going to pivot towards something I think we can all agree on. Yeah. Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Um, as today... Uh, is uh Martin Luther King's uh Martin Luther King Day where the day we officially celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday. Um uh I just wanna go around the table and um just just get some brief uh statements or anecdotes uh about uh King or his legacy and you know how you feel that uh it has affected uh your life personally, or 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 the country as a whole. Um, uh, a lot of people have said that he is possibly the greatest American we've produced, uh, and and I would tend to agree with that.
2: Um, I'm all, I'm with you on that. Can, can I read a quick paragraph? I got several paragraphs. So I'd like to read through this about the letter from Birmingham in oh, yeah, yeah. 1966. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, what's going on, podcasters? Let's acknowledge the good friends of the Law Party Podcast. The majestic restaurant and Pendergast Club carrying on Kansas City's tradition of great food and great jazz, 931 Broadway in Kansas City, Missouri. The J. Rieger Kansas City Distillery, whiskey, gin, vodka. That is oh so good. And friend of the podcast and panelist, Lane Bolin, managing to keep the podcast going. Apparently, whether or not. Now onto our regularly scheduled program.
2: And you can hear his cadence, his beautiful oratory cadence in this. I I will try to do some justice. More basically, I am in Birmingham because injustice is here. Uh, Let me follow. He's he's writing to a fellow clergyman that is one questioning his (coughs) resistance that maybe it should be better done through negotiation than it was through action, peaceful action. More basically, I'm in Birmingham because injustice is here. Just as the prophets of the 8th century BC left their villages and carried their Thus Said the Lord far beyond the boundaries of their hometowns, and just as the Apostle Paul left his village of Taurus and carried the gospel of Jesus Christ to the far corners of the Greco Roman world, so am I compelled to carry the gospel of freedom beyond my own hometown. Like Paul, I must constantly respond to Macedonian call for aid. That is profound. Very.
1: Very indeed.
2: Uh, and I got paragraph after paragraph and paragraph in here where the man has, has expressed himself enough to make you go, that is amazing. The, the, it, it, and, 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 and the one thing I really got from the letter is his morality. Is His his talk of just laws and unjust laws. Just laws have morality. Injust, unjust laws have no morality. You know, segregation was an unjust law. To put a sign in your business saying that you do not serve me is an unjust law. And this is what he was about. He was all about just laws. We have to have our just laws. America was set up on a, on, a, on a religious just law. And I think one thing is America has gotten away from is that we do have that that religious background that sets our morality. And it was a Christian religious background. And we have learned to turn around and accept all religions as part of this, in which I'm sure he was part. He talks quite fondly of his Jewish brothers, he talks quite fondly of his. Of, his, of, his, of the white clergy, even though he felt that modern clergy was not quite understanding exactly where he had to be. He had some problems with them. Because they really felt like negotiation was the way, and he felt like peaceful demonstrations were the way to go. So, the more you read on Dr. King, and you guys have heard me say this in many podcasts, that... You look at the measure of the man, and I agree with Mario. I mean, I think he was one of our greatest, one of our greatest men that ever walked the American soils, and he deserves all that credit. Yeah, absolutely. I, to add,
5: uh, there are people like Dr. King that stand out. You've got Gandhi King, and it doesn't matter what religion they come from, where they were they've all stood up for very similar principles under very similar circumstances <coughs> and the things that they've done to transform humanity as a whole not just the country they were from or the religion they served have been absolutely uh, profound amazing and we will pro- hopefully see something like this again at some point in time but until then he is the benchmark that you are held
3: i feel like the uh, good doctor has taught me uh, a lot about uh, a lot about candor about maintaining uh, a level head at least in the sense that the way that uh, he uh, led I, I would say his half of the civil rights movement as opposed to the way that Malcolm X tried to uh, try to uh, accomplish things through, through uh, organized violence, civil disobedience that um, I, I feel like that he did a lot in regards for uh, providing a basis of legitimacy very hard to question legitimacy for the civil rights movement and uh, that 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 uh, the the precedent that he set with avoiding violence to the nth degree is uh, something to definitely uh, be be followed and be uh, be uh, encompassed. It shows it can be done. Yes. Got to read one more. This this
2: this is his last paragraph okay. of the letter. Okay. Uh, he says before three paragraphs, four, never have I written a letter so long, but he has plenty of time on his hands, basically. <laughs> Uh, I hope this letter finds you in strong faith. I also hope that the circumstances will soon make it possible for me to meet each, each of you, not as an interrogationist or a civil rights leader, but as a fellow clergyman and a Christian brother. Let's all hope that the dark clouds of racial prejudice will soon pass away and the deep fog of misunderstanding will be lifted from our fear-drenched communities. And in some not-too-distant too tomorrow, the radiant stars of love and brotherhood Will shine over our great nation with all their facilitating beauty. <coughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. <coughs> it's it. Like I said, the man was phenomenal. Brain mass. Uh, uh,
6: you know, the thing that sticks in my head is just that the way he was able to speak and communicate to everybody. I mean, everyone that was. I mean and to this day we're still talking about it and that's all awesome. that's amazing you know we went and watched that film uh hidden figures and the thing that i was thinking about takeaway um you know there was that there was a part where uh he asked one of the ladies where do you go for 40 minutes a day mm-hmm. and uh she said that oh there's not a bathroom for her in this building she has to walk half a mile to go to uh, the, I believe it was the colored ladies' restroom, which was terrible. And, and you know, the the next scene shows the guy tearing down that sign. He said, You know, we're not dealing with that here. And it was interesting because I was thinking, it, it was one of those where he's like, We're trying to put a man in space. Like, we're not going to deal with this crap that we shouldn't be worried about anyway. Right. And,
1: you know, it, we're it, not going to. Not gonna make her walk a half a mile to the restroom, rain or shine.
6: Like it's it's petty bullshit yeah. that no one needs to be dealing with anyway. When we're trying to do something much so, bigger, so much, much, bigger, much bigger,
1: so much greater. Going. And then,
6: yeah. I mean, it would almost be nice to have something like that to just sort of unify everyone and say, hey, remember, we're all on the same team trying to do some awesome stuff. And there isn't anything right now, and there isn't someone right now that can speak. To everyone in that
2: way, and that's sad. Isn't there a yeah. fear that we've gotten away from that? that? I think that is our fear. You know, that's my that's my big fear that we've lost that message.
5: So have you seen that cartoon where it's got the the boat and it's sinking, and it's got these three guys in the front saying, well, I'm "Sure, I'm glad that's not our end of the boat." No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and you know what? And uh, un- unfortunately, I think that has kind of become America, you know, and, and, and everybody's just concerned with their end of the boat. And, you know, as long as their end of the boat isn't sinking, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if the rest of the boat is sinking, not realizing that if any part of the boat is sinking, the whole
2: boat is sinking, yes. you know? For the greater good, we always we have to get back yeah. to the greater good of America. It's not about us and them. It's about the greater good of our wonderful country. And like Patrick's traveled overseas, I know that you've been overseas, you've worked overseas. You mm-hmm. know, a lot yeah. of us, a lot of us have been, and I wouldn't, a lot of us who haven't been in tourist areas by any stretch of oh. the imagination. Yep. So we see <laughs> what the third world country is, and we see how these people live. <laughs> Wake up, people. Wake up, podcast land. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give it up, honey, because it is unbelievable <laughs> what you have here if you're willing to reach out and grab it.
3: And I I, faith, and I yes. and I live
2: that with a passion. I live that with a passion. because. And then, of course, I've been poor. I've been dirt poor. I had to eat red beans and rice because that's all I could afford. And you can get a whole bunch of it and cook a whole bunch of it, and it'll last you a long time. Maybe if you're lucky, you get a ham hock. <laughs> but, you know, you can always rise up in this country. Anybody can rise up in this country. I don't care who you are or how downtrodden, downpressed you are. If you have that desire nowadays because of people like Dr. King, we all have that opportunity, even though it's going to be a lot harder for some than it is for others. Yeah. Chris? Uh, you
4: yeah, know, honestly, I feel like- fairly strongly that I don't even have a, an appropriate voice on this. I, I don't understand the, the experiences uh, that African Americans go through. I have I know that it was 300 years of systematically getting the living shit kicked out of you uh, economically, physically in, in every way. I can't imagine that strength of character that it takes to be able to make that change and do it in the way that he did it. Um, but honestly, like I've never had anything like that happen to me. I can appreciate it at an intellectual level right. and, and acknowledge that, you know, I do believe he's one of the greatest people that's ever been an American for sure, if not one of the greatest people so in the world. In the world right? Let's be honest, Like I, I, I don't have that experience. I can only appreciate it from a distance. And I was lucky, I mean, I, I met Credit Scott King a couple times and was lucky enough to talk with her and even after that, I still I still know I don't have an appreciation of that you know and so for me it always comes down to theoretical arguments to some degree like uh, it's it's very difficult because I look at the things that are happening today and really honestly wonder if he were alive right now Mm. what what would the message be Mm -hmm. would it be I mean like like literally he was fighting for my god to be able to sit down at a restaurant and eat to be able to buy a house, to be able to vote. Right, right. And right. now we're, we're talking about: Do I need to show an ID when I show up to vote, or do I not? You right, know, like right. I have to show an ID to get on a plane. You know, so you wonder: like, it feels now it's like grasping at straws to a certain <laughs> degree, uh, and so you don't know. The, and this is part of the problem, I think, on how to create a more unified country is. I don't know really what the issues are. I think they right. just get blown out of proportion. It's easy to say, uh, easier, I would say, uh, I'm fighting for the right to vote than it is to argue about the specific rules of how you vote. Like, that just right. seems a little nebulous to me. And, and so I, wonder, yeah. I honestly wonder what, what the message would be today. But, I mean, clearly, like, you, you'd be stupider than Trump if you tried to deny that he was one of the greatest human beings that probably ever walked this planet in terms of the accomplishments that he made. Yeah. It's just, I know that I don't have the experience and the background to fully appreciate all that. Yeah. And uh, so for that reason, I just go, listen, I, I I can admire you in every possible way without being able to share the same pain and suffering and everything yeah. I that you went through. Well, just, you know, you know to me.
1: I, I guess... Uh... You know, I will, I will, I will reserve uh, my uh, comments for last. Uh, So that brings us to the atmosphere.
0: Well, I think kind of to kind of tag on what Chris said, you know, it's hard. And we had the conversation New Year's when we were having dinner. We were talking about driving through the South and how you know, I, I don't remember which who said it, but it was basically like, you know, oh, there's no issue really with that. And I'm like, well,
2: there I, is. Actually, that was me. Okay. I did say that.
0: And so... I didn't, I
2: didn't see an issue anymore, and, and I might have been erroneous in saying that.
0: Well, but, but I think that that's kind of the point I'm talking about is, and we talked about it that night, we're never going to be able... You can empathize but you're never going to see, interpret a look, um, hear a conversation, feel that fear that Mario would feel. So it's, you know, it it kind of goes along the same thing. Like, I
2: can... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Dr. King says this in his letter. and he's talking about the moderate whites and even some of his Jewish brothers, as he put them, that (coughs) why I appreciate your brotherhood... I uh, appreciate your help. It's hard to understand where the Negro stands as far as what he has to deal with on a daily basis. It's hard for you to put yourself in my shoes no matter how hard you may try. Right.
0: Well, and I think that you, a lot of, um, and I'll, I'll just generalize it, a lot of people say, oh, that's not how it is, or I don't see it that way. Well, you don't because you're white. You know, you're never going to see it that way. So you can't disregard the way somebody feels, you know, because it you, you can't tell somebody they're wrong for feeling a certain way. You can try to understand it and with that knowledge either change the way you are or help change the way other people see Bingo. it.
2: Bingo. That's the most but important you, thing right there.
0: But you can never, to me, it's like you telling me I should feel a certain way about a woman's right or, you know, me telling Mario, well, well, that's not right. Well, But he sees it differently than I do.
2: My my only argument is is that there are, are, are people in the world nowadays who are working a lot harder to understand this. And I think one of the things that failed in this last election is saying that People didn't understand this. I think it was a huge failure. That there are people out there to understand this, even if they're not black. They they do have maybe not a total understand what's the like in the shoes, but they have empathy for it.
0: They and, do, but it's and, and, and they the are trying to make a speak.
2: difference.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they're trying to come to those grips and understanding and reach across the aisles. And when they're told that by a certain group of people. That we don't want anything to do with you. Well, that's kind of hard to take. Uh, well, I'm reaching out. I'm right. trying hard here. I'm, I'm working. Not, but at I this. think
0: it. I think that it is a two way street. It, it. You have to be willing to have difficult conversations yeah. with people openly yes. and say. You know, this is why what you just did. I mean, there's there's people that I work with
2: Without
0: being that shown they're that they're all of their. You know, we have teams. All of maybe they're the only African American on the team, and even during the election, I mean, you really have to not completely silence your voice, but you should be aware of the things that you're saying and how anyone that hears that would interpret it. Hmm. And, and vice versa.
2: But 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 then again, that is almost in, in a business situation. Yes, on a personal level, Mario and I sit and talk about things. We are yeah. able to have any conversation possible because we, were, we respect each other and try to honor each other's opinion, even if we don't fully agree with it. But at mm-hmm. least we're trying to come to an, a common understanding of where he is. I need to understand how he feels.
4: Yeah. I can appreciate the the progress that was made. I think it is virtually impossible to say that purposefully and legally uh, we held an entire class of people down for three hundred years. It's been less than two generations, and that now all it literally reminds me of beating the living shit out of somebody at recess and then helping them up and i see, we're all good now. It's, all, it's wrong, we're all fine. It doesn't work that way. And I, one of, the, we did a documentary once and i was just, and then yeah. I'll totally turn it down. I'm sorry. But it, it hit home for me in a weird way. It was, we got paid by um, the uh, Jewish group oh. out south oh, uh, by yeah, this Sprint yeah. center. Mm-hmm. They paid us to make a documentary about how um, Jews and blacks worked together during the civil rights for for housing. All right, and so we were interviewing all these different people, and we would interview. Uh, some of the Jewish people and they were like well I really wanted to join this country club and they said no and you know stuff like that and, and you sit down with like Emmanuel Cleaver did it and he's like well I really wanted to go and eat a sandwich at this place right. and they told me no go eat it back out in the alley and get the hell out, out <laughs> of here exactly. and you can't stay with everybody else and like it was not the same thing there's no possible way to put yourself in your shoes and mm-hmm. I just—I can't even pretend I can only appreciate the magnitude of the change that he made because it was literally 300 years of, and it still goes on to, to a certain degree now, of systematic holding people down. Yeah, And you're talking two and a half generations or two generations and you, you, some progress. you expect an economic basis in place, it's not there. You expect? I mean, people go, oh, why is that?" Strange? Well, for three hundred years, there wasn't an economic basis to build on. Everybody else was allowed to build an economic basis; and they weren't. You know, there's a million other reasons, mm-hmm. but that is a large one to me. Yeah.
2: And so, I don't know. Yeah. and we, and we should we should real quick we should celebrate the progress that Dr. King made. Oh, absolutely! That, that,
4: that's because
2: there, yeah, because there are many, many people of the African American culture that have achieved great heights. Not just in, in government either, I mean in in, in all in all levels, you yeah, know like CEOs of companies and everything else, and you look at this and you know doctors and lawyers and everything they have achieved that now there's a certain amount of blacks and whites, even poor whites, the poor people have somewhat been left behind and and that's a failure, yeah. but you know that's that's a failure that we have to work on we've got the other part done now let's go work on the other failure, yeah,
1: yeah I do believe that uh. You know I remember uh, growing up and uh and and I actually i have said this past two or three years and I actually I'm, I'm gonna in the next couple of days I'm gonna go out and look for it and buy it I remember uh Martin Luther King holiday every year be off from school and I'd be uh because my mom usually had to work and so I was uh at my grandparents house and uh And I remember sitting there watching uh, this um, old uh, documentary that they used to play on. They used to play it every year, and it it seemed like it was on TV all day on, like ABC or whatever it was called, Eyes on the Prize, and it just was this full day, full day almost documentary about the civil rights movement and you know and all that. And I remember sitting there with my grandparents uh, and watching uh, my grandfather, who uh, was probably the strongest of character man I've ever known. um, You know, uh, you know, with the silent tears coming down his face because you know, listening to, you know, listening to some of the playback of the king's speeches and you know, and and it really has always sat with me that, you know, like you said, Chris, we're not that many generations removed. You know, like, my grandparents, you know, moved up from Mississippi and lived that life, you know, that, you know, I I personally couldn't fathom living, (laughs) but in lies the progress. You know, that You know, my grandparents grandparents definitely lived that life. And, you know, my mother, uh, you know, her generation dealt with uh, prejudice, um, but not, um, you know, the oppressive violence. But they dealt with a very blatant prejudice. And to my generation where, you know, I've definitely had my... Uh, run-ins and issues, uh, with racial situations, but I've, uh, for the most part ran across good people of, of all, of all colors. And we've been able to, you know, have these types of conversations, you know, and, and, and it always brings me back to, you know, Dr. King's in his speech when, you know, he says, you know, he just, his dream is that one day his, his his children can, you know, can, can play with, you know, little white children and, and, and that we are at a better, more unified place, you know, you know, uh, and, and yes, um, uh, we are, um, definitely, you know, uh, in a better, more unified place than we were, uh, A generation ago certainly two generations ago and yes uh we have um quite some ways to go but um without the uh, courage and conviction of a martin luther king jr you know um and 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 you know not that it's his birthday but you know even you know even a, a malcolm x you know who fought um differently but but yeah. without these men who had this level of courage and conviction you know we wouldn't be sitting here you know
3: discussing d- this amicably d- yeah, d- yeah.
1: yeah i mean honestly you know you you wouldn't have you know a you know a, a table with with that's mixed race and gender and having a discussion that um you know and, and 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 we don't have to go have it in some seedy part of town because we couldn't come up here to a Pendergast Club and have a drink and a smoke and discuss it together. So, you know, I I see the progress, and um, and I also see how much more progress there needs to be done. But I will say um, that um, as long as we are able to do um what my toast says will be alright. And with that, I'm gonna end this podcast in the way I end all podcasts, and that is with the toast that kind of started it all for me. And that is to good times mm-hmm. with good people.